Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Centaur World, Season 2, Episode 8, The Last Lullaby. I have unquantifiable podcasts on my conscience. Cup, cup, Kurt? Yeah, sure. You gave your little cup, cup. <laughs> like a little monster. <laughs> All right. We are here tonight to talk about, or today, to talk about the following items. Number one, colon, Centaur World. The last lullaby. Number two, colon. That is all. There is no number two, colon. Number 26, colon. (laughs) Uh, uh, I have a question at some point. Okay. Okay, well, hold on. I am Mr. (laughs) Sal, high school science teacher who has seen Centaur World several times over. uh, And I'm very happy to be covering Centaur World with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Hello, Kurt. Hi, everyone. What is your question? My Kurt? question is related to what is, is a stag. I could actually, I could just Google this, but I have to ask you, is a stag a male deer or a male elk? I'm pretty sure it's a male deer. Dang it. <laughs> let's I, let's say it was a male elk. Go ahead and make I, a comment. Uh, no, well, my comment is most of my notes may be referring to an elk as a stag. So <laughs> and then, okay. and then I learned he was called an elk tower. I was like, oh. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was like a deer tower. <laughs> I was like, nope. well, I was like, well, maybe a applies to like a male elk. And <laughs> my fears have been met. So, okay. So I also you, kept doubling are... down. I did not change from stag once I learned it was an elk. I did just keep going. <laughs> I could use a find in a real place or something, but I'm not doing that now. Well, so, this is going to be, I, this might be rough on you. Then. I, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize if I say stag instead of elk because I'll, I'll try and swap it back, but. I, in my head, I think of it as stag too. Now it's it's not good. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ozark has really just yeah, warmed its way inside your heart. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. stupid stag well, episode. No, <laughs> it's infuriating. Probably the worst title in Ozark. Okay. Well, I need to guess your rating. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot kind of hinges on this episode. I mean much of the series hinges on this episode so if you didn't like this episode then i'm, I'm sorry i made you watch centaur world <laughs> if you like this episode then you're welcome i made you watch this, watch centaur world uh i i uh, i'm gonna be optimistic and say that you gave it a 10 <laughs> that's pretty optimistic isn't it <laughs> pretty optimistic that's that's quite optimistic mr sal i mean it doesn't get i, well, I don't i, I don't was, need to guess your rating because clearly no because clearly you, from what you said and everything yeah so clearly you gave it a 10 that's <laughs> Cle- that's fine I, mean, I knew you gave it a 10 before i watched this episode the way you're like oh it's gonna make you laugh it'll make you sad it'll do all sorts of things to you so you gave yeah. it a 10 that's fine i did i did for sure and, and i and by the way I know plenty of other people who've seen this episode and everybody I know gives it a 10 or the equivalent of a 10. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Equivalent to a 10? (laughs) Yeah, my children, you know. They gave it a 5 out of 5, yeah. That's good. uh, Well, I I let that, I will tell you, I'll I'll clue you in on the the interview with my kids a little later. Uh, And I I told them that they could rate it however they wanted. So I did not restrict them to a 5 rating. That was a request of Griffin's. I, that, that I'm not restricted. The thing is, like, I understand the concept that you restrict it, but it's not the way to adhere to your restriction. I know. Well, that's, well I, you know, at least they put a formal request, though. At least before they break it, he, he asked if he could. Well, I also recorded that interview a, a little bit of a of the way into recording 
our first few episodes of Centaur World. So I was already catching flack from you for the broken scale. So when they oh, said, yeah. can we just use whatever scale we want? I was like, yeah, you know what? Sure. <laughs> then, <laughs> that's fine. You, you go for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see how tight the ship is then. When okay. when the the captain's not looking, we'll we'll see what they what they say. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. Now though, my big reveal. What did I write the episode, Mister Sal? Gave it a nine. Yeah. Oh, you're wrong. I'm wrong. You're wrong. Okay, you're right. I gave it a ten. Yay! All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Delicious. I almost believed you. I believed you for a second there. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you gave it a 10. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is a pretty good episode. This is, this is pretty good. This, this is stellar stuff. This is like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, so I've already talked about my experience, my, the order in which I watched Centaur World. I watched, I saw a little bit of My Some of Your Herds, and then I saw most of um, Bunch of Scrunch. And then I saw almost all of this episode. Those are the first three bits that I saw. Well, I take that back. I did see the, the premiere episode, the Hello Rainbow Road first, very first. So this is the fourth episode of Centaur World that I saw. And, and none of them in their entirety except for Hello Rainbow Road. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop watching. I, I, I caught probably the last 50, 55 minutes of this, which is most of it. Uh, and I was like, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. So, uh, so yeah, I, I adore this episode. I, I think, you know, the, like I said, so much of the series hinges on this episode because it's, uh, you know, it's a third, almost a third of season two. So almost a sixth of the whole series. So it, it's, but I, I think it's fantastic. So what was your experience watching this episode? I mean, I so go, going to the episode, I I was wondering if it'd be about like death and someone like close dying. I was like, is horse gonna die or maybe like I I at one point was like, I wonder if Ryder's gonna die or someone's gonna like someone or Wombo. I, I basically I thought horse Wombowinker Ryder, so one of them will pass or it's gonna be some sort of like commentary on that and with horse going away inside the Norwood Kings. I'm like, okay, so maybe you know we'll get a bit of this, but I don't think horse will actually. This this isn't what's gonna get horse at least not yet. Anyway though, I mean the whole, the episode itself, it was pretty good. It did have humor. It did have um, had a lot of the lore, right? I'm actually really uh, like I. It was very um, what's the word for it? Rewarding. Yeah, hmm. maybe rewarding. I don't know if rewarding is a good word for it, but I enjoyed Sat seeing the past centaur world. Satisfying. Yes, yeah. satisfying. Yeah, yeah, that's a better one. Yeah, satisfying to see the past centaur world. Seeing yep. the does the Alcatar have a name? No. Just okay, Stag. Stag's his name then. Stag. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stag, you know, Stag was um, he was a he was a good guy. Uh, he was he was. I I really fell for uh, liking the elk. Um, when when it was when it was revealed he was a general, that was really <laughs> great too. I mean, I I had just like I had just pieced it together like right before they showed him so i i was so shocked i was like wow that's like like right as i'm like wait then who's the person it, it, oh it must be <laughs> like oh that was that was oh it's just also it was so good like even the ending's really good so anyway so the battlefield is where all the humor really is and for the most yeah, part yeah. the the backstory stuff and all that is not there's not much it's not as much humor if much humor in that right role. but yeah and the, the humor bits are really funny writer's really funny and 
Glendale, some funny. Ched's really funny. Derpleton mm-hmm. with Stabby are pretty funny. Like so, yeah, it's good. I really like Derpleton and Stabby actually. This episode. Oh yeah, they're, they're wonderful. They're mm-hmm. they're fantastic. Well, I'm I'm so glad that that all was satisfying for you. I, I think it's tremendously satisfying. You know, I I never expected any of this. This this went well beyond my expectations. Uh, I, I don't I don't really have a lot of complaints at all about this episode. I you know I initially. Uh, thought well I mean th- I, I was a little disappointed that they brought Ryder back that, that I, I thought Ryder, I thought Ryder <laughs> was dead that was my initial reaction but then I really do love the way it wraps up and I do have to remember that it's you know my kids show. yeah my kids are watching this and, and it's <laughs> and it is nice to see a horse and rider back together yeah. at the end there listen though that's the only reason I forgive that. I want that to be noted is because this is a children's yeah. show. Otherwise, I would be <laughs> much more annoyed. I was fine. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, if you want to go through very, very, very few, like small annoyance, comfortable Doug to me did really nothing in this episode. Like, oh, you don't like Flat Dallas? That, that Flat Dallas is funny. He's funny. No, it's funny, but he didn't really yeah. do anything. I felt no, like. I know. like he's. I was like, well, I mean, okay. he, he kind of, he kind of comes in as like kind of an op. That's character. true. And- he helps with the battle. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess we see, yeah, we see the, like the mini tars or tiny tars or yeah. whatever, whatever you want to call those miniature versions yeah. of people. That that was good, I guess, to see the the as Wama Wing said <laughs> that they really tied up that story nicely. So that's yeah, yeah. yeah and hey, I you happy. got to you got to see inside Glendale. Uh yeah, yeah. I was, I was happy to see that. Jebri got um their uh, jacket back. Good, good for Jebri. I also thought maybe Jebri died. <laughs> But Jeffrey did not die. <laughs> oh no, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, it, I'm trying to think if I have really any other big annoyance. I, there was one that was in, there was, there was one, but I, I can't think of it now. So we'll get to it eventually. So here's, here's the, the, here's why I am okay with Ryder surviving. Uh, several reasons, actually. Uh, it, first of all, it doesn't, make horses emotions as she thinks she's dying or dead any less valid like mm-hmm. in that moment that is we're, we're seeing horses reaction to rider's death because she thinks that rider's dead yeah. so uh, like so we got we got that and that's that's what i would have needed out of rider's death anyway is horses reaction to it and since we got that I, i'm okay with rider surviving um I can tell you that I know people who have a severe problem with the woman killing the elk tar in the end mm-hmm. um, because they, they think that, you know, that he should have had an opportunity for redemption. Okay. I, I mean, I, I see that point, but I'll, I mean, some, somehow this person split in twain fought from mm-hmm. both sides. <laughs> and yep. I mean, I mean that's that's a fair enough argument that maybe, but I don't know if hmm. so chance of redemption. I, that's uh-huh. fair. That's fair. I, well, I, I guess the only, the only issue is like, it, like how by what means do we make sure that the person's redeemed? This is almost like a you know yeah they've committed basically we can say they've committed a crime to some extent. Now what do we do about it? I don't know. Like can we imprison them? I don't know. Do like do we? Right. Is that gonna help? I don't know. Right. Well, uh, so I will rebuttal that with a rebut that I will rebut that with, with, with two points about the woman killing the elk tar. Um, the first is Megan, Megan, Nicole Dong, the creator of the series 
has been interviewed and asked about this. And she says that what, one of the important things to her about that moment was this theme, the theme of breaking cycles, cycles of violence, okay? That, you know, the woman, it was important that it not be horse or rider that kill the Elktar because they need the cycle of violence to break. And it was important that the woman uh, break the cycle of uh, probably, she didn't specify, but I'm, I'm imagining of abuse from the, uh, the general, I suppose. Um, maybe, maybe not physical abuse, but certainly lie after lie after lie. You know, she says in the song, oh. the, the, <laughs> you will die and, and so will all your lies, right? So yeah. uh-huh. uh, I, my thinking on the matter is, we don't know what happened in those 10 years that they were, that the elk was imprisoned. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, I uh, my annoyance. Thank you. You've, you've reminded me of my annoyance. Okay. Well, you, you finish your thought, finish your thought. Oh, well, I mean, we don't know what happened in those 10 years that the elk was imprisoned and what happened after she released the elk. You know, it, it could have been, you know, the general could have been horrible to her and we don't know that. So, um, so that was, that's the first, uh, rebuttal that I'll that I'll make. The second rebuttal is, I view that also as kind of a mercy, because I it to me, the Elktar was dead anyway. It looked like so, yeah. I mean yeah. yeah it, it it did look like yeah. It, and the Elktar even offers himself to her again, much like he did when he was just the nowhere king inside the rift. He offers himself to her again. You know he's he's clearly badly injured if not you know dead you know he he, uh, about to die right so i i think that there's enough justification here for it um a a couple other points from the song from the lyrics that clue me into this as well at one point they both sing i will at last have peace okay so to me that is the woman will at last have peace because the general is gone and the Elktar will at last have peace because he's whole and going to pass. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, so that's, that's my rebuttal to that. I, I mean, I, I, some people I don't think are going to be satisfied even with that, but and that's fine. You know, I, I, I do understand the idea of wanting the, the Elktar to have some, I mean, yeah, yeah, especially after this episode. Yeah, especially after this yeah. episode. Like, oh, yeah. the Elktar and yep. the Elk struggle. And then now, you know, mm-hmm. we see it as the big bag, Nobody King, and then yeah, demise. So then I, I didn't mind seeing the Elktar's demise. And to, to me, it kind of made I mean kind of some weird messed up way. It made it made the story sweeter for the um it made it sweeter in the aspect of like the super sad story and you know, I know I just sound like a bad person. I said I made it sweeter, don't I? I sound like a really no, I no, I, 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 don't know. Well, I sound like a bad person, Mister Side. Just said it was sweeter. I, I don't, I, I don't think so. I mean, okay, never mind. Know, I'm a great person. <laughs> you are a great person. Uh, I, I think that the 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 concept of Horace having the superpower of empathy and us gaining empathy for the villain in the story. I mean, one of the one of the most important things to me in entertainment, especially the entertainment that I show my kids is a, the concept of non-binary morality. Like you can't just say that person's evil and that person's good. Uh, and I, it, really, it really bothers me when entertainment portrays things 
as just good and just evil. Mm -hmm. So, so this was exactly what I was hoping for the, that we would gain sympathy enough for the Alktar, for the nowhere King to, to help us understand the, the why of them. So we, we know the, what we know, why you know what what it is that he's doing all of this horrible stuff that he's perpetrating but we don't know the why up to this point and now we know the why and the why you know honestly uh, you know it doesn't justify his actions but it makes him a sympathetic character yeah so it makes his death sad which yeah is a good thing despite it mm-hmm. not sounding you know it had had we not learned about the nowhere king and the nowhere king dies it would have been i mean Yay! It might be a celebration. Like, yay! The Nowhere King's dead. Oh yeah, I mean they they and they could have done that. They, they could have just. They but it would have been as was... interesting and nice if it right. was just if if it was just a loreless Nowhere King, and we're just happy they're gone. Yep. You know. Yeah. No. So. But they, I mean, they could have even had the Elktar split himself, and have and be recombined at the end, but not shown us, you know, the 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 torture and and trauma of the elk after they split or not shown us the, the the even back to the rift part two not shown us the nowhere king's trauma of being stuck inside the rift for so long mm-hmm. so you know it, it's it's really i i think it's so important that they did it the way they did it and i think it does make it sweeter it does make it a, a much richer ending so my annoyance before I forget, Mr. Sal, and you, it seems like maybe you know. And I, I, I'm just, I, how did the elk tar get out of the prison after 10 the years? Elk tar, you mean the elk or oh, the, the elk? Yeah, no, he's not elk tar anymore. No, you're right. Well, how did the oh, elk... they, 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 they showed us the woman rescuing him? The woman oh. set him free. Okay, I didn't even realize that. Okay, thank you. Okay, I was like, that's, oh, that's okay. the first, that's the first flashback that we saw actually. Oh, the it's woman. the first flashback we saw. Is the, oh, you're right. Okay, that's yeah. oh, I forgot about that flashback because it was like <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh yeah, they all get out. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I love the, I love the non. Yeah, I love the okay. non-linear nature of this too. That you know, you're the, the say, memories I, are kind of jumping around. I say I like. I say I like it after I missed that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I mean. Like, how did the woman discover that the elk? was who was the other half of the general obviously she discovered that and then went and rescued the elk we don't know how that happened but we we know there must have been some strain between the general and the woman at that point yeah we don't know i mean she also knows magic i mean maybe she she did a simple like Mm -hmm. you're not the person you're not the man who i fell in love with and then she did magic oh you're half the man i fell in love with and then Uh the other half yeah Yeah. So, uh, bef- I mean, before I forget, because I want I want you to be thinking about this, these two things, as we go through the episode. We are going to go through this episode scene by scene, but I, two things I want you to be aware of: one is factual, and the other is my hypothesis. Okay, this episode focuses so heavily on the Elktar splitting himself into two—a human and an animal. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that we know that if, if one dies, they both die. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's safe to say that this is not literally the case, but I think that the metaphor exists. And this is purely my conjecture. This is not, you know, anything that I've confirmed or anything. I think that, I think that the metaphor exists that horse and rider are meant to be 
two halves of the same soul. Oh, like they are okay. Because one's a true like horse, and the other is a uh, person. Yeah. Or just in terms of how we learn. Okay. They, okay. Right. So, and I think there are allusions to it uh, from the Nowhere King, uh, from the elk specifically, when the elk interacts with horse. It's kind of like you're trapped and you're scared and you're missing someone. I know what that's like, right? Uh, so there are all kinds of parallels that the elk draws to horse. It says, you know, we're not that different, you and I. Uh, and I and I think that I don't I don't think that horse and rider were actually a centaur who split. Mm-hmm. But I think that the that the metaphor is there that they are intended to represent two parts of one whole. They are okay. They are virtually like that, even though they're not literally like that. Yeah. So I think if you if you think about it that way throughout this episode, I think that that makes the episode a lot richer as well. The other thing that, and this is factual, uh, the general is voiced by an actor named Brian Darcy James. Okay. Okay. Uh, The elk and the elk tar and the nowhere king are all voiced by a different actor named Brian Stokes Mitchell. Okay. So to me, and I think it's, I think it's pretty clear when you see it from the perspective, you're seeing everything from the perspective of the elk. It's pretty clear to me that the elk tar had one consciousness. And when he split, his intention was to rip the beast out of him, the elk, so that that consciousness could then be in the body of a man and be with the woman. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the split went the other way. Okay, so, I, so it's oh, okay. So you're saying we we've got the same elk stars before in an elk's yeah. body. So I yeah. so is that actually like how it's supposed to be, or is that like so well, I, I'm so the the fact is that the elk tar mm-hmm. is voiced by the same person okay. as the elk gotcha. and the nowhere king. Okay. The general has a whole different voice altogether. Yeah, I got you. Well, I mean, they're also like a human being. I mean, I would say. My my thought process is that they are actually the same mind that was split into two bodies. But since it's almost like, you know, no one's uh, anyone can be corrupted type of mentality. Right. Of, yep. They're the same minds. But obviously now the general has the confidence right now because now they're a human and they don't have the insecurities that the um, the Alctar once did. And so then, you know, they do their thing and then they get what they want and they don't want to let it go. And they're you know, kind of mad for, and they do, you know, the, the various things they do next. So I took it as like, there's the same consciousness that's now in both. Right. But, you know, from, from there on out, you know, the, the, the factors that play on to them and what they have and that stuff. Um, yeah. And that, that, that's what, that's what influences what they do. Like I, the, when, when the general like does some of the bad stuff, the general does like trying to drown him, locking him away and, you know, lying yep. and all that stuff. I, I feel like the Elktar might have done that. Like there's a world where the Elktar could have done that if um they were in I think in the exact same position and they felt that way. So I I took it as just the same consciousness in both of them. And then Okay. That you know, and then what happened next is just because of what happened, you know, hmm. to each other. Yeah, no, no, I I understand. I think that's the, the very straightforward way that any pretty much anybody would take it the chalk way yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it is it's the chalk way really <laughs> uh, but and and that's fine except that they've made a conscious casting choice 
to give the general a completely different voice than all the other three characters that are okay. connected to the general. So uh, now the other the other piece of this is, uh, I think the intention of the Elktar when he split himself was to end up with his man mind mm -hmm. and then just an elk, not an elk with a brain. Yeah, okay, I should say with, just, with a, just with a an human elk. mind. Yeah, mm -hmm. just an elk that would, you know, run off and eat whatever elk eat and, <laughs> and be frolic elk, yeah. and, and be completely oblivious, right? You know, I, I'm pretty sure I, I'd have to go back and check, but I'm pretty sure when he splits the rutabaga tar, it's just the child and a rutabaga. They're the same consciousness. The child and the rutabaga? Yeah, the only issue is the rutabaga. <laughs> so, is a, but the rutabaga, rutabaga is like a not, but it's not <laughs> like an animated rutabaga, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, it's animated in the sense that it's a cartoon. Yeah, it's, it's cartoon, it's, but it's not, it's not, it's it's, not walking and talking. And, right, you know, exactly. Noises. Yeah. So I think his thought was, okay, that's what's going to happen to me. There's just going to be an elk and there's going to be a man. And the elk yeah. obviously is going to go do elk things. And I, the man, the man, <laughs> I'm going to go to do man things. I get that. Yeah. No, I, I, I can see that impression uh, for the Alcatar. Yeah. yeah. That's what the Alcatar is hoping for. Yeah. I, so I don't think that he intended to create a, a, a talking, very, uh, you know, I don't want to use the word sentient because I, I don't want to imply that animals are not sentient. They obviously, you know, know what's going on in the, in the world around them uh, and they can make choices and whatnot. But, uh, one who can communicate with humans. Hey, this hyper intelligent elk. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Right. I, I don't think that. Was, I, I yeah, I would agree that wasn't his intention either. That's like I right. I can agree with that. Yeah, I just believe the so, chalk is what occurred. That uh, <laughs> unconscious stuff. Okay, but but if you think about it the way I'm describing it, that mm. th there's a consciousness, and this consciousness has not been split so much as it's, it's in the elk there's there's a it's in the elk and there's another new consciousness that's been formed in the in the person like so what's the new sudden, one though so like what is it just like a rant like yeah just a guy that's <laughs> like, <laughs> so just the guy's made like oh, i'm a guy now yeah, yeah okay yeah. okay i got you but so, so but if you think about it that way like the elk the elk's isolation and the Noah King's isolation is so much more tra tragic when you think no, about that. No, I, I disagree. Oh, hold on. Let me finish, though. So yeah. <laughs> I, th I think it's so much more tragic when you think about the elk locked away for 10 years, knowing that he split himself to be with her and the act of splitting himself, instead of letting him be with her, got him stuck in this cell. Mm -hmm. for 10 years and then the same thing with the nowhere king and the rift like he like he split himself to be with her and that act the act of splitting himself is what caused him now to be trapped inside the rift well that's true with either case like that's true that's true with the chalk way like what i believe right that's true with like the act of him splitting himself caused all that to happen but the the additional sadness is that he's doing it to himself in a way like he, his consciousness is doing it to his own other consciousness, which is, to me, makes it even more sad, right? That he's done I, this I, himself. I guess I see what you're in, in two ways, yeah. literally that he split himself in the first place, right? But now that his other consciousness is doing this to him, which, which to me also made me, it made the general more interesting to me to think of it as the, the same consciousness from which the elk also came from like they're both the you know obviously now mm -hmm. there's it's been a lot of time since that original split but you know yeah they've got that they got that for them so 
Gotcha. Uh, and and the, the biggest reason why I think they're the same consciousness, right, is just because the general still loves the woman. Okay. And I and yeah. I think that that love for the woman is similar to what the Elktar had, but just more confident, right? Probably because he's a human, and the Elktar saw the being a human as very you know favorable and stuff. So you know he's a human, and you know probably some other events that maybe happened in his life that we don't see or you know whatever have you. I guess he's a general, so I'm sure great fighter or some other stuff so yeah i think i uh, i, I do think there's inconsistence but well, i'd be i'd be really interested just to to hear why they made the casting decision then to cast the general as a completely different voice from all the other three parts connected to the general uh budget they actually budget. had a, it's an, they, ex, they, an extra know, person no <laughs> originally all four had different voices but then sadly oh. they had to they, oh. had to they had to combine them okay. all I mean, by the way, like the two, uh, the two voices that I mentioned, Brian James and Brian Stokes Mitchell, these are both like really like high, high top level Broadway performers. Like they, they are, are very known as are, by the way, Kamiko Glenn, who voices Horace, Jesse Mueller, who voices um, Ryder, uh, Megan Hilty, I think that's right, who voices Wamawick. These are all people who've had really big successful broadway career you see that mr sal you know you know someone who i i've come to learn who i who i've known of before the series is yeah Flula. I, I, oh yeah you know Flula. Flula? i do know Flula. i remember i've <laughs> learned of him from youtube i know he's done some other stuff okay yeah. that's a comfortable dog yes comfortable dog. yeah so is that you know him from youtube see, i i knew Flula borg from um from pitch perfect I think it's in Pitch Perfect. I haven't seen uh, the, 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 the second second one actually, not not the first one, but yeah, uh, but yeah, he he's he's got a pretty big career. You probably know the voice of Durpleton and Ched as well, and we, you've already talked about Stabby's voice, mm-hmm. but uh, Durpleton uh, is Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother, who's Ted, the main character of How I Met Your Never Mother. Never watched that. Okay, and um, Ched is I'm definitely going to get his name wrong. Chris Diamantopoulos, I think is his name. Uh, you would know him if you've ever watched, uh, what's that? What's the show? Oh, Silicon Valley. I have not seen that. Okay, never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> Did I know the Mido Fula? There you go. Yeah, all right, okay. good. Good, yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, but the, these, th- there's a lot of high-class Broadway performers here who, you know, d- the general, a general TV watching or movie watching audience isn't going to know the Broadway people, but these are big Broadway names that are in this show. But at any rate, um, yeah, so I wanted to, I just wanted to bring that stuff up early so that we could kind of think about it as we went along here. But let's let's move on and talk about our favorite scene. I, there are so many scenes that I, I could list as my favorites in this episode, but I, there is one, one that definitely stands out. So, yeah, let's I mean, if you want to give some honorable mentions, that's fine. But uh, I, I think that for you. It's the it's the scene where the Alctar separates himself. Okay. Okay. You've already alluded to it once. I've already, I had it written down anyway. So I'm, that's, I'm that's thinking, what you think of me. That's okay. yeah. But I mean, I think that's I, that's that's a, that to me is kind of the jaw dropping <laughs> part of this when you make the connection. So I guess you're, it's whenever you made that connection that the general. Oh, well, I mean, I, yeah, that's that's when I made the, the connection. I, that's when I made the connection. Yeah, yeah no, that, that yeah. is when I made that connection. Um. I'd say yours is when the the also I have two there in my head. I'll go with this when the woman combines uh, 
them back to being the Alcatar, then strikes them down. That whole that whole piece. Okay, that's that's what I think. I think I think you really sympathized for the. Uh, no, oh, I, I definitely do. That's a so, great. I'll tell you now, Michelle. You were wrong. So are you. Was I wrong? Oh yeah, I figured I was wrong. <laughs> so I'll t- there's just so many. There's too many. Yeah, so, yeah, it's too many. There's too many. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll, one honorable mention. I didn't do this because it was too comedic, and I thought maybe in bad taste. But I did like when um. War crimes. We yeah, have war crimes exactly. When writers <laughs> explain the war crimes you must do, you know, blah blah blah, all that stuff, and then uh, and then purple tints and Stabby's response, and that, that that was all really good. So that, that that was a good scene. But no, yeah. my my favorite is probably when the general and the elk meet each other, and he tries to drown the elk. Uh, oh yeah, because that that all like that really made my jaw drop because I was not expecting that in the slightest. Of like, <laughs> I didn't think it would go. I, I should expect that, you know, I, I, I mean, he refused and I was like, okay, I mean, he's refused. Like, I, I see that. So this is just kind of sad for the elk. Maybe he'll try and mess with him or something, but then he tries to, I mean, yeah, I yeah. just wasn't, I just wasn't expecting that. And just the, yeah, just by the, the way they showed it with his like feet in the mud. Yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty spectacular. Um, for me, my favorite scene is, uh, it, it's not it's not my favorite song in the episode, but it is a song and it, that centers is the centerpiece of my favorite scene, which is it's called the battle round, which oh, is I should have guessed do you, this. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? Is this when uh, they're all singing their their like yeah. song? Yeah, yeah. It's it's when. Is that, your, is, is that your favorite song? It's not my favorite song. Uh, right. I, I mean, I gotta, I, I, lo- <laughs> I love I love the song. I love it so much, and there's. And and under normal circumstances, this would be my favorite song because I'm such a huge sucker for these overlaying overlaid melodies, like partner songs, whatever they're called. This one's called Battle Round, but it's where different characters are singing different songs at the same time. It's uh, it just is so phenomenal to me, uh, but it's so emotional. Uh, it's it, when Horace is crying over what she thinks is Ryder's dead body. You know, Wama Wink uh, climbs up to the top of the cliff and sends her protection bubbles out to save the rest of the herd. Uh, and then Glendale uh, use, uh, leads the, the cold tars uh, and their uh, bags to knock out some minotaurs that way. Uh, Zulius is teaming up with Splendid to take out some, some minotaurs. Um, uh, Durpleton and Stabby are doing their thing. And, and then like the, the part that really gets me I, for some reason, I don't know why, but it really gets me when, when Chad has his lance oh, like covering lance, his yeah. face and, and starts singing, you know, I could be a tulip stepping champion and just takes out a whole bunch of centaurs or minotaurs with tears in his eyes as he's doing it. I, Oh God, I just lose it during that song. It's, it's, it's such a, I, it's such a great scene. such a great song. It, it the, all the general stuff is amazing. All the Alktar Nowhere King stuff is phenomenal. The woman stuff is great. Um, but th- this scene is exactly what it, it, it pushes all my emotional buttons. Oh, darn. <laughs> I, that, that may have been my guess for your favorite song. So now I've got to... no, it's, it's a reasonable guess. And, and I, well, I'm not I guessing that know. though. I'm not guessing yeah, that don't, personally. Don't, don't guess it. It's not my favorite yeah. song. But what if you're lying anyway. to me? Well, uh, I mean, I is that, is that, is that against the rules? If I tell you a song, okay, my favorite song was not the Flat Dallas song. <laughs> so I I actually have written here that your favorite song is the Flat Dallas song, uh, but you were critical of Comfortable Doug, 
So now I'm not so sure. But I, but now you've said my favorite song was. Are you trying to double fake me? I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to go with what I have written on the paper and say that Flat Dallas was your favorite song. Ah, you're wrong. Yeah. I, I told you it was not my favorite song. I know you did. I know <laughs> you, you did. But I thought you looked like a fool. I you looked like a. You were pulling pulling the old bait and switch. I I, I legitimately am stuck between two of them. And I really am. I'm struggling to pick between two. Uh, I'll tell you the ones I'm stuck between after I guess yours, which I will. I'm going to guess you you picked. uh, I mean, I really thought maybe like that woman. uh, The the woman singing her song uh, before he strikes, before she strikes down (laughs) uh, the (laughs) octave. You're like something from that scene has to be the favorite. Something. You might might, actually know. You might have picked that. like writer's lullaby like reprisal i mean ah the writer's lullaby reprisal I, i'm talking about when Wait, um, writer dies possibly. that's what i that that's what i was talking about as my favorite scene okay the battle yeah. round okay but not oh, the actual no 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 i know i know what you're talking okay, about. okay well now oh. i don't think that's your song though no, i take that back though now i don't think it's your song if you didn't no, first I, no hold on though because oh? you you said when she dies I, I was thinking when she was already dead. So I know exactly what you're talking about. She comes about. back okay. and like sings a bit. Yeah. And... Yep. 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 Yeah. I'm good. All right. I, I, I got you. I, I'm okay. I'm you. Well, no, but now I'm taking that one back because you didn't immediately get it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with back to the woman's song. You're really shoe hammering that scene into my favorites. Aren't you? You're like, yeah, he's got it. He's got to have something. From well, I, I thought, Oh, I was going to swap, but then you didn't know it immediately. So I swapped back because <laughs> you scared okay. me. It's okay. But go on. You're You're wrong. Okay, I'm <laughs> shocker. I mean, there's like there's literally I have like 16 songs here. I know there's so many songs in this episode. <laughs> oh boy, what was it, was so, it like the first one? Do you want me to tell you, or do you want me to do it? Tell me first. You, you. Uh, you by me. the way, yeah, I feel like I've given you like four guesses in my favorite songs. I think I get another guess at your favorite. What? Song. No, <laughs> I didn't give. I. What do you mean? You told me no, it's not one. Which is fair. I did the same thing for you. You were just you were just foolish enough to pick that one. And then <laughs> and then I I guessed one. Didn't get the I mean which turned out to be my original guess. So it all mattered for not. But then I was going to swap, but then you didn't know. I swear if it's the one I was gonna swap to and you 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 tricked me, then all right, fine. Uh, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to tell me yours first? Or do you want me to tell you mine? I'm first? still stuck between two, so I don't even I don't even know which which one right. mine is well i am go. definitely not revealing mine then because if mine is one of those two i don't want to color your opinion okay oh fine fine you- i'll tell you which two mine are and then you can you can judge from there it's either okay. for me <laughs> when the elk sings his key transformation song okay yeah uh, the, yeah when, when the rutabaga tires like yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, like, I like the beats that one that was sick uh, and the other one I really liked was the general's fighting song and how, especially how he ends it with like, you know, his black mirror, uh, ah, his, I know. his oldest <laughs> enemy or whatever. That, that okay. Whole, I like that. Too. Yeah. Okay. So you're stuck between those two. I'm stuck. All between right. Those two. All right. Well, neither one of those is my favorite. So. I figured not. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, it's so funny, like how differently we view this show and yet we still, <laughs> end up with similar ratings so um no my my favorite is is chalk it's the last song it's the last one yeah big i love it i love it i love it so much i i love for for a few reasons i I can go into them if you want um first of all it's 
it's got it's another song that has a lot of reprises reprisals mm-hmm. uh from previous songs uh a lot of callbacks to previous episodes especially early on in season one i, I so uh, i'm a sucker for that but the other thing is like this is the song <clears throat> this is another song that hugo and i share we we sing this song together like as loud as we can like right in each other's fa- faces it's, and we just sing it you know i am stronger when i trust my family so it was in each other's faces it's just like the warmest fuzziest memories that i <laughs> that i could even think of so uh so there's a personal attachment to that song yeah, fair enough i mean mm-hmm. i wouldn't have guessed it but i would have okay. eventually guessed that one by process uh, of elimination and uh, i mean maybe it would have been like my third or fourth <laughs> guess all right all right I I will just accept the fact I have two favorite songs for this one. And That's fine. On. Oh well, if you get two, then I'll t- I'll tag the battle. No, that's not that works. My other it, favorite. There's well, then you'd be Mr. right Sal- though. No, Mister. Uh oh. <laughs> See, I like being right, Mister. Cell, but the issue is, is there's a situation where I need this and you just want this. So I think we'll just have to. Well, you you get one, and I get two. I just that's the way. Oh come on. Well, you were able to get one. I have not been able to get one, so I need two spots. Well, I didn't know that was on the table. Had you well, me either. I, I didn't can't... know either, but then I realized I needed it. Garbage. <laughs> we've, got, we've got through like two seasons of this, Mr. Sal. Never have we done this, but now I've realized I need this, and then it's presented itself. But fine, if you want to, so be it. You can have your want. Good. Then uh, Battle Round is also my favorite Wait, song. Thank you. I'll take, I'll take a... <laughs> I'll take a... Well, actually, wait, I didn't guess that once. You told me not to. Darn it. You, you, you tricked me. No, I, I'll give you credit for that. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite character. Mm. Uh, we've talked about our favorite scenes. We've talked about our favorite songs. Favorite character. Uh, I think that uh, I'm, I'm going to let you go ahead and get away with because I know that this is what you would have picked. Uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and call the Elk Tar Elk Nowhere King all one character. But I'm gonna make you leave the general out of it. Wait, what? <laughs> Why? Why are you making that rule? That's so unfair. <laughs> because the only, the only different no, voice actor. That's not works. <laughs> they just start pairing up people with the same voice actor. So the cold tars and stabby are the same. <laughs> sure, I mean, it makes the character even better. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Either, either they're all separate or. I, I think it's most fair if we make them all separate because they really are in a way separate. Actually, really? The elk and the nowhere king can be the same, but the elk tar is different. Really? Yeah. And the general is different. So it's three yeah. characters. Three. That's what I think is the fairest. Oh my God. I don't, I don't know about that. Otherwise, they're all the same. That, that's it. Uh, all of them or three. Fine. They're all the same, and that's your favorite character. There. Okay. You're right. Um, <laughs> however, I spe- I specified I like the elk, but I'll take all of them. Put all okay. in one. Uh, the elk slash Nowhere King, I guess. Um, man, so like you should pick the elk here, but <laughs> if you really do the chalk, you should you should pick the. Uh, wait a minute. If yeah. I should pick the elk, then the elk is by definition chalk, right? No, no, no. This chalk is horse. But like the right always? Is elk. Not always, but in this instance, yes. 
horse is the chalk. Why? But elk is correct. Why? Why is horse chalk, but so elk like, is correct? Because like, you said elk? Well, I picked the right answer. This, these are two different. This is unrelated. <laughs> the, the, it's hard to define with chalk. It's just more of a gut feeling. Like horses. So horse is more prone to being chalk because horse is the main character. So like horse just gets an advantage in the voting. Right. Is that fair to say? Uh, like, I, I mean, hmm? I, I guess I would say in season one. Yes. I don't know about that season two, though. Okay. Fair. Well, I think horse is chalk. I, if you voted horse, Mr. Sam, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Okay. Okay, I was hoping that would like help me gleam an answer by saying that, <laughs> and like you would, you would like, I, uh, you sounded a bit like defensive. I wonder if you did pick horse. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go the most. Uh, you picked horse, Mister Sal. Okay. Right. Did you pick horse? Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> See, you picked chalk. I told you. No, I look. I think you picked chalk. <laughs> no, I did not pick chalk. You picked the chalk, Mister Sal. Don't don't start eating chalk and telling me I'm eating chalk. Okay, you're the one. No. You're the one. You've got chalk all over your lips, Mister Sal. Okay. Chalk lighting me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yes, I picked horse. I mean, this is. I mean, it's horse's show. <laughs> you can't defend that horse is not chalk, and then go. <laughs> it's horse's show. <laughs> horse also has all the best music and all the best scenes, except in the, in this episode, except the stuff that she's watching. The elk tar and the elk. Dude. Oh, you, you you say she has the best songs as I picked. <laughs> the you pay, yeah, I know. You your character <laughs> song. Because I mean, my three favorite. My if I was going to pick a third favorite song in this episode, it would have been "Who Was She," which is the song she sings right in the beginning when she's uh, yeah. before any of the any of the memories start before she even meets the yeah, elk. She's so, alone, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know. I'm a sucker for that horse. No. Oh, tell me about she, it yeah she, she gets me every time okay i like yell all right that's good yeah i, I don't blame you I, I mean this episode this episode is really about the nowhere king and the elk so mm-hmm. that's fine that's fine all right well you we're gonna do something a little different here folks because this is such a big episode our episode is gonna be big as well we're gonna go through this scene by scene just to recap it and see if anything jogs our memory and, and makes us uh, want to talk about a little bit more about one thing over the over another or whatever so let's go through scene by scene here the first scene that we we see is with the last scene that we saw at the end of the hootenanny it's horse jumping into the nowhere king the only difference now is we get to see that the minotaurs freeze once the nowhere king freezes so it's not a surprise to see the nowhere king freezing once horse jumps in because we've seen Wamawink freeze, we've seen Ched freeze, we've seen Glendale freeze, we've seen Durpleton freeze when she jumped into their backstories. But now we're, we're seeing the Norwood King freeze and the Minotaurs freeze. Yeah. I, I was curious if the Minotaurs would be like free of any sort of mind control, if you had any. Yeah. yeah. Inside the Norwood King, Horse is no longer her centaur world self. She looks like she did in the human world. Uh, and, and she even comments on my wibbly wobbly physique. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's funny and sad. That's funny. It is. But it's sad because, like, I, at first we know she was very sad about her two beach ball physique, but mm-hmm. didn't she, you know, it um, 
it grew on her i guess apparently she was used to it. yeah yeah absolutely uh yeah now on the battlefield what's happening there mama wink is kind of monologuing and sadness and grief the whole hurt the whole herd sobs uh it, it, glendale explodes tissues because they've all realized that horse has thrown herself into the nora king because she knows that the nora king will freeze and as long as she's in there the nora king can't fight and so they've realized that she is willing to stay in there as long as she needs to stay in there uh, so that the Nora King can't hurt them. Um, Ryder wants Wamwink to use magic to get horse out. And and Wamwink says, well, you have to understand, I was the first in my family to go to shaman school. I was under a lot of pressure. So I, which is certainly something that I've heard a lot about from, you know, former students of mine have gone on to college as the first in their family to go to college. It's a lot of pressure. So. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Durpleton wants to saw the Nora King's head off. Glendale's on board, but then when Zulia says, no, if we saw the Nora King's head off, we're going to kill horse. <laughs> Glendale does the classic centaur world nuts to this and throws the chainsaw away. <laughs> uh, and, and, and accidentally chops off some minotaur in the process. But when Ryder finally grasps that horse is the only one who can get herself out, she breaks down in tears too and says we have to make her sacrifice worth it and that's when uh, that which is a very touching moment to me like once rider and riders in full fight mode you know we got to get her out of there let's get her out of there everything we can to get her out of there once she realizes that they can't then the grief sets in very sad and then Ch- yeah, yeah and chad goes to um start apologizing Re- recite his offenses <laughs> which include eating her hair like <laughs> spaghetti <laughs> all good. right Inside the Nora King, Horse sings "Who was Who was she?" which is the rep- a reprise of "Who is she?" which she sang. This is the, now the third time she sang this song. Basically, she first sang it in Catar Valley during Johnny T Time to be Best Competition, a very upbeat, upbeat version of it, where, in which she at the end turned into her two beach balls had a weird kid self. <laughs> she sang it again in the very next episode, the Whale Tar episode, uh, and. During that time, it was a much more somber experience where she uh, was lamenting uh, the fact that she couldn't find Ryder, the fact that she was changing and didn't recognize herself anymore, and ultimately threw herself into the whale tar. And now it's who was she instead of who is she, uh, which is it kind of reminds me of you know being present at your own funeral, you know, w- w- watching, you know, I wonder what people will say about me at my funeral. Uh, but she's kind of having uh, some thoughts about what that what that would be like. So, Michelle, we can see the oh. tail for a bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, before, for a bit. Before, before we get to that, um, I just a couple of lines from the song I wanted to mention. She had to open herself up to others to truly be strong, and when she says that line, we get this pink spotlight on the scrunchie. Which uh, <laughs> this I is mean, a super sad ending to the song. Oh, just like oh. almost like a, I mean, like dogs kind of do this, where they kind of like you know sit like that. And, I don't yeah, know, just sits around the scrunchie. That was super sad. <laughs> yeah, and it was that the, the last line as she's doing that is, "Who was she? I guess it doesn't matter. She was loved," which is like uh, just heartbreaking. I love this. And then once she's done singing, she said, "You know, nuts to this," and she she has a fart fest until. <laughs> The tail shows up, tortured by by horses' farts, and the elk tar shows up, or the elk shows up to light a match 
which <laughs> is pretty funny. Um, and it appears, and, and Elf can see her and hear her. Usually no one can. And then Elf says, well, I'm no one. So that tracks, which you know, she's inside the Nowhere King. We've kind of been assuming that, I, at least I had up to this point been assuming that he was called the Nowhere King because he was trapped inside the rift, which is not in Centaur world, not in the human world. Yeah, he was nowhere. Yeah. Right. I mean, after seeing this episode, I think there's more to it than that. You know, it's the concept of I belong, belong nowhere. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just I am trapped between worlds. I belong. I do not belong in any of these worlds. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, and he also says, I'm part of the nowhere king. We all have good and bad. We have so very much in common. So the, the non-binary the, thing that you enjoy. Oh yeah. <laughs> man, do I love it. I love it so much. It, it's it's just it's so important to me. I've said this before, to see this portrayed on screen, whether it's television, movies, whatever. It, it's so important that the message not be sent, people are good or evil, because that automatically makes enemies uh, by default of pretty much everyone around you. And, and I guess, I, yeah, yeah. Either they're good or bad. Yeah, you're just saying. Yeah. So, uh, so I really, uh, it's, it's. It, this is an important theme to me that I'm so glad got incorporated in here. All right, back out, uh, and or actually, the the elk takes her into the first flashback, which is the escape, uh, and we get the song that, which is called Elk Tour Suite Part One and Part Two, where he says, "You're trapped and you're scared and you're missing someone. I know what that's like." And then he shows her the woman leaving the castle with the elk through this. It looks like a sewer pipe, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But soldiers are coming to get the elk. So she sends him to run away. And we don't know what's going on here. We just we we recognize the woman. Horace recognizes the woman. And uh, and we know that this is the elk that we're talking to. The horse is talking to right now. We don't know why the elk was trapped. We don't know what the elk is running from. We don't know why the woman is rescuing the elk, but we will figure out all that stuff. Yeah. Flashback. I, I forgot the scene was related. Yeah. To the and, 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 I mean, it's, it's a function of the nonlinear nature of the flashbacks that we don't know when we are just because the nowhere King doesn't know, or the elk doesn't know when we are. So it, it, it's, it jumps. And I, I like that it jumps. If it was linear, it wouldn't be as interesting. So uh, it's, yeah, no, it's cool that it jumps. I just, I just, yeah, it's that. So. Yep. So uh, the next flashback is pretty much just a random food memory of the elk eating a belt sandwich. That's so. a good sandwich though. Hey, we're going to see basil. We're going to see like a city though. Like that's a, uh, for the time period, I was intrigued by what the, um, the time period held. I mean, it's totally medieval yep. now. So. yes yes i think this this was human world right yeah yeah okay yep at the castle the now this is back in present time uh we see the same castle that we just saw the woman trying to in the bear tar trying to break in while the bear tar airs his grievances about dirty feet and creepy scratches on the ceiling and on the door oh. uh, and the spare keys. So happy. I'm so happy I held the bear tar stock. Like the, the bear tar stock through the roof. This is this is wonderful. <laughs> was this enough for you with the bear tar? Because I know you were expecting him to be like a force on the battlefield. I was. I was. I mean, he was a force where he had to be. He was a force okay. 
where it mattered to get the woman where she needed to go. And he, yes, he, he did well. Good, good. Okay. On the battlefield, Ryder wants to lop Minotaurs. Durbleton says, well, what if, what if we had killed Stabby? He was one of these. I tried <laughs> I to. Love- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> the writer is like so low key funny. I think I I love pretty much everything writer says in every. Yeah. Episode. It was because like writers like this warmongering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I think what Stabby says next is hysterical too, though. Nah, daddle cakes. It's cool. I love. He calls them daddle cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I have unquantifiable courses on corpses on my conscience. Cup cup data. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, Wama Wink is also very uncomfortable with these war crimes. Back in the in the Nowhere King, uh, in the flashbacks, uh, we get the wedding flashback, and this is the woman marrying the general. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they sing this song called "Once Shattered, Now Whole," which includes lines from "Nothing Good." Actually, uh, I don't know if you you caught that at all, but. Uh, the woman at one point sings love is a spark and ever glowing flame uh and or an ever glowing blaze i think anyway it's the same as uh, from nothing good in the riff part two but the oh. elk at one point during the song says she was meant to be mine and my love for her runs eternal so mm. uh, um, you know the the concept of lost love is sad fine but this goes so much deeper than that. It's, it's like, a bit more than lost love, yeah. Because yeah, as I feel, he stole her from himself. Yeah, well, that's yeah, and that's a, that's a way to take it. Uh, <laughs> or he trapped himself in this uh, this elk. So yeah, someone else who is not him. <laughs> he trapped himself in the elk. Yeah, see, well, you can't deny that's better though. He trapped himself in the elk where yeah. he stole her from himself. I mean, it's just like you know, if you make if you make a clone of yourself and you have the same memories and the same consciousness, which yeah. one's you, right? Exactly, they're the same. Yeah. Like they have the same consciousness. Like in that moment, Michelle, the, the moment they were made, they were virtually the same, mind wise. Like oh, they, they like they would have probably agreed on anything in that given moment, mm-hmm. but very quickly, obviously, you know, their their outlook on life and how they feel about themselves influences. And I mean, we, we talk about it a bit later when we see the elk tar like chopping off his own antlers or whatever and you know some yeah. stuff about how they feel about you know how one feels about themselves but yeah, yeah. okay that's fine so this is uh, you know the elk is, at this point the song's over and the elk is talking to horse and says there's something we have in common being separated from oh, actually horse says this being separated from my human was the greatest pain i've ever felt Obviously, it was painful for you as well. So this is another allusion, I think, to the idea of horse and rider being two halves of the same whole. Not fair. Uh, now, Elk is not control, as it turns out, uh, of what horse is seeing. And he says it's so painful to see all these things again. I, I don't even know where the beginning and end are anymore. And this is why we're, we're getting all these. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this timeline is all and, mashed up. And it's also like whenever the elk does like that heavy breathing like oh yeah <laughs> like this i know anxiety induced or inducing yep. like breathing just yeah. yeah yeah exactly yep back on the battlefield we get the friendship holes song <laughs> the yeah it's reprisal that, yeah <laughs> yeah the reprisal the friendship boats right so uh yeah we, we don't know uh 
And we, we don't have to lop everybody up. We can just throw them in this hole. That's much better. I, yeah, I heard. I'm like, isn't this worse? And then Ryder's like, oh, so you just want to bury them alive? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, it feels better for our consciences. And so, yeah, whatever. They're all down with the whole plan. But, you know, when that Minotaur tries to attack Ryder and <laughs> Stabby, like, Stabby's so funny. Oh, I know. <laughs> The stabby saves her with the knife that Ryder stabbed him with, and then offers it back to her. And nah, she's it's like, okay. Hey, yeah, you can keep that. And he just sheets it in his back. It's like his back is is now a sheath. It's, yeah, it's, 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 he's a sword. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but the Nora King and the whole army start moving now, so they're running out of time. Uh, the fourth flashback is in a market outside the rift, and the elk. Uh, that the Elktar was uh, uh, the Elk uh, learns that the Elktar uh, was him. I think I'm saying this wrong. We Rider, or the, not writer, horse yeah, learned. Yeah, the <laughs> horse learned. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but anyway, uh, he says, I was an Elktar, but I didn't want to be. And then we get the Elk Tour Suite, part three and four, where he laments being a centaur. Uh, he fixes the rift. We meet the real Guskin, the gopher tar. I don't know if you remember. Yes, Guskin. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the, the story about him. I was like, Wait a second. It's just the like, I thought about it. I'm like, I think this is, but he looks a lot different. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. Uh, yes. What, what is it? It's a, you know, just legends. His eyes. <laughs> the, yeah. They, they, they gain, they gain things over time. Like they take on a life of their own. Anyway, um, he, uh, he, she goes to fix the rift. Uh, the humans are pretty mean and condescending to centaurs. Oh. You know, that's one thing I can't stand about centaurs, their sense of humor and that smell. You know, <laughs> there's 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 a lot. It seems like there's a lot of there, there's kind of a I don't know if, if I don't want to say a class system here, but it seems like the humans think yeah, they no, are above better. the elk, the above the centaurs. Right. Yeah, definitely. I, I do. I do want it to be noted. Right. When when he um. When he's singing uh, the elk tar, when he's singing the song about fixing mm-hmm. things, and you know, oh, no one ever thinks about it. Oh, only until it's broken stuff. I, I, I mm-hmm. like that song. I, I relate with that song. It's a good song. <laughs> Every, everyone loves everyone magic except for when it's broken. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you now? Do you relate to that as an IT person or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> no one. No one. No one has like when things are working, it's all good. It's only when things aren't working that things like I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a great point. All right. The, the Alktar meets the woman and is immediately smitten with her. And the woman, it turns out, loves Centaur World. And the, the, the woman helps is helped by the Alktar to get back to the human world. Uh, and the woman names him Rift Worker of the Year and has a celebration in his honor with Gary Cake. Living, oh, breathing Gary. I know. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, like, like we said, Gary, I'm like, Gary, where's, where's that familiar? <laughs> oh, your horse is back. I was like, oh, oh, this is, <laughs> this is Gary. <laughs> Becky Apples. Maybe yes. Becky Apples. I mean, maybe it's a yes. different horse. I don't know. And, and, no, it's Becky Apples. And, of course, <laughs> you, you know this is the skeleton from the Moltar cell. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, good. Anyway, the woman wonders what happened to the Alktar's antlers. She thought that they were cute. But he says, oh, no, there's just, you know, there's seasonal. I don't have them right now. But they bond over cake and key parts. But the woman does warn him, you've got to be careful with magic. You have to respect the balance between each side. 
which I mean, there, there, there you have it, you know, the balance between your, your human side and your beast side, you know, as, as the elk tar would see it, uh, you have to respect the balance between each side, but the elk didn't feel it was possible for her to love him back the way he was. And then we get elk tour suite part five in which uh, he, he laments as he watches her having fun at the party with humans. You know, you can't keep the ghosts out when you're the one who's the haunted house. It's like, no matter what you do, you can't change yourself. You can't change who you are. This is really sad. It's very it's, sad. It's yeah. so this this whole bit. Well, I guess we'll get a bit more of it. It's almost like um, it's a form of is body dysmorphia like a way of putting it. I don't know. If, I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Is, is that body dysmorphia? But, I, I, I'm is that not, just? Is, is that when you look like how someone looks at themselves, or am I using that wrong? I thought. But are you talking about body dysphoria? Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. See, I I always have thought of body dysphoria as you don't, you have a body that you don't feel like you identify with. No, not that. Okay. Not dysphoria. What was the first one I said? Dysmorphia? Yeah. Is that that something? I am not familiar. I think it's just when you like don't like your body. I mean, I'm probably butchering the definition of it. What what, what I'm trying to say is, is that he thinks his body is way worse than it is. Almost like um, almost like someone that's like uh like anorexic in in the same sense that you know they think they're they're not um skinny enough. I think is how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's hideous the way he is and and um but but the hideous part of him is this the the elk in him and that you know but he he feels it to an unhealthy degree that no one else really notices right and so this is and i I, i'm trying i think most people to some extent can maybe relate to like a part of you that you think man i i think that looks so bad like i i think that that's terrible or or, you know or something that you see is an or maybe mm-hmm. vice versa maybe it's all oh, that this this makes you look great this is great yeah. but you know what people they don't notice that thing <laughs> that, that yeah. highlights to you no it's not really a set of or it's just a trait that you might think's bad but people think's okay or maybe even good like just it's it yeah no i think it's body no, more for you so I'm thinking about yeah that. I, I think you might be right it, it's anyway that's a really great analysis I, I i don't want to even i don't need to add anything to that i think you did a great job so yeah. So the elk t- takes horse to see the elk tar's workshop, and, and the, which is right next to the rift, it seems. Uh, and he, it turns out, sawed off his antlers. They were not seasonal. He sawed them off, uh, which is quite a statement on exactly what you're talking about. It is by the way, body dysmorphia. I looked it up. Yeah, body dysmorphia. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. so Quite a statement on body dysmorphia. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll read it very quickly. A mental health condition in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance. Okay. A flaw that appears minor or cannot be seen by others. That's something we also know too. You, feel, ah. you may feel so embarrassed and ashamed and anxious. They may avoid many social situations or spend hours a day trying to fix it. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, you, you nailed it. Good job, Kurt. <laughs> All right, then we get Elk Tour Suite Part 6, which is one of your favorite songs. This is where he splits the rutabaga tar up and then puts it back together. Uh, and then he decides, you know what? It worked on the rutabaga tar well enough. I am going to go in there. And he says, draw out the beast part of me. Yes. 
and he separates himself. But what we see when he wakes up is the elk is through, through the elk's eyes looking at the general. So there you have it. Back on the battlefield, uh, the, the, there's a scene where Durpleton's being attacked and Stabby says, leave my Daddleton alone unless you want to be deadled. <laughs> go away this is daddle sunnel time <laughs> i love it uh the the centaur backup arrives and wama winka gives a, a second baby girl a ride she she calls Ryder second baby girl <laughs> right um zulius and splendid bleed the sky tars to rock to, to drop rocks on the centaurs comfortable doug arrives but no he's war, <laughs> war is never comfortable it is for this reason that when i am on the battlefield i go by flat dallas <laughs> which i really think this song is hysterical it's I, I a funny mean, song yeah it's good it's just i mean when i when they when they latch when they latch onto him and like act as propellers and fly him away, that is really funny. Anyway, go ahead. No, I just I just wish there was more out of him, Flack Dallas. Okay, like just something I don't know, a bit more he substance. Comes, he comes, comes in like a, as a like a warrior. Of, yeah, but I want to see him not as a warrior. I want to see him like interacting with the characters a bit more or something. Or oh, you know, I, you know I, I, I don't know. Or are we just adding dialogue to that? Just unfortunate. I don't know. So I don't know. It's something I don't know. So. so, are you satisfied with knowing where the tiny versions go? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I never cared in the first place where they went. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fine. All right. You know. Jeffrey gets it gets somehow into the portal tummy, which the entranceway of it is Stabby's bedroom with posters. Yeah, uh, and there's, there's there's a sign there that says Daddleton's and Sunnelton's only, uh, but he leaves the bedroom and he goes out into the rest of the portal tummy, which is just this vast expanse of her collection. Yeah, the uh, leaves were there, the leaf tires yep, and stuff. Yep, yep, and he finds his jacket, but it's too warm. No, no, Jeffrey. Yeah. I wanted uh, anyway. to note you skipped over when Baden rolls up on the bird tires. Oh yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I love it so much. It's your boy. Like boy. <laughs> He's still in there, guys. Anyway, yeah. No, those, actually, uh, actually, that leads to a, a pretty touching line in the in the final final song. song yeah. Uh, so I should not have downplayed that. So thank well, you for picking that up. No, yeah, but, but yeah, these like Giga Beasts are, are wrecking havoc. Yes, they are. I don't know they what are. is our term for these beasts. These uh, I, I like Giga beasts. Like, Giga I beasts, mean, they're yeah. they're like next level because you you he's um, for some of them he's using minotaurs which are already combined combinations yeah. and then combining them even further. Yeah, you don't but, want to see a terra beast. Who? Yeah. Yeah, oh no, that's for sure. terrible. Okay, and go. <laughs> oh, that was awful. Also awful. <laughs> okay, uh, so the Noah King is awake now. But the general and company arrived to sing the general's battle song, your other favorite song, yeah. uh, where, and, which ends with, bring the monster here to me alive yeah. and I'll take care of him. So uh, what, 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 what's his exact word? You're saying like, I have a special like tag or a, a I know I, use this, or my, meth, my, meth, 
my methods battle tested. I yeah. know the way to best him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. it so much. You know, it's yeah. Black Mirror. I and I love it's the final bit of the song that makes you love it so much. Yes. Just, uh, just a little like it's just I don't know. Just um, because you haven't seen what like obviously after learning now the general and the elk are um once the same being. It you know yeah it's. It makes me think back to all the general interactions, but man, I, I can't think of many like negative or anything general interactions. I'm curious, you know, what's, no. what's going on here? And then, and now here, I hear the song. I'm like, okay, so the general has a way of defeating. Okay. Cause before, before yeah. the, the Norwood King did not die. So, yeah. I mean, there, maybe there's, um, yeah. maybe, maybe he does know a way. No, obviously I will <laughs> later go. Oh yes. He's saying this cause he's lying. <laughs> uh, yes yes well also because the the method is to lock the lock. Up in isolation <laughs> put it back put it back in the yeah. rift yeah uh, and then of course the song ends with hello black mirror my oldest enemy Ooh, ouch all right another flashback we're at the lake now and horse says you know you did a good thing the general's a good man but then we see just how good or not good the general is and the elk says we made a mistake we have to undo it i belong nowhere i cannot go on like this and the general responds with no what's done is done i'm not losing what i've worked so hard to obtain and the the key to this whole thing i mean really the key to the that, episode, wait, wait, I, just, I just want to make that noted yeah i've worked wait, wait, can you repeat that line i've worked so hard I, I'm not losing what I've worked so hard to obtain. Come on, that's the same consciousness now. Come on, you're talking about the same consciousness. All right, like you told me, <laughs> that's the Alcatraz split himself, and now he's like, well, now I am the general. Basically, my, my viewpoint is that, well, I, I think so, is that the Alcatraz is now in the general's mind and views the elk not of, of himself because now he's maybe a bit in his head, and you know, with all this luxuries he's wanted, he doesn't think of the elk as his old conscious in any real way. But I think the elk relates a bit, it's a bit more empathetic and does see that, you know, the general is also him to some capacity, you know, they have, anyway. Yeah. You get the whole bit. All right. Fine. Not, not to see, except <laughs> you can see. Thank you. I can see. Okay. But anyway, uh, the key, the key to the episode to me, I think, or at least the, the, the arc of the nowhere King is she might have loved us the way we were. We didn't even try. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, I mean that's that's rough. Uh, which the woman confirms later. I mean, mm-hmm. she in in fact confirms. I would have loved the way I would have loved you the way you were. Whole. Ah, she's she's just saying like, that before she kills us. It's it's an easy it's an easy <laughs> uh, claim to make. You know, I would have done this. Like, yeah. Well, you don't know. You don't really know what you would have done in this situation. But okay. Anyway, oh, fair. Uh, it, it is true they didn't really give it a try though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the general responds, "No, she loves me." And the elk says, "How much will she love you when she knows the truth?" So the the truth uh, uh, that he was the Alktar, he split himself. You know that he has basically condemned the rest of his consciousness to live as an animal, as a beast. Right. Um, the general tries to drown the elk, but you kill one of us, you kill the other. So. They take it alive, and it stays in a windowless cell, so small that it can't that he can't stand for ten years. Which that sounds awful. Yeah, I know that's like that's <laughs> like what like th- th- this was my favorite scene. It's just because 
this to me took it all to like another level. Like mm. we we were here and this is like a very sad love story. And like, I mean, yep. okay, but is this why you become the network king out of like love? Yeah. Which is like, no, I mean, which is like, okay, I, I, I guess I can see that, but that's still a bit extreme. But then it just goes like to DEFCON 1 immediately. DEFCON 1's the worst, right? Like that's the... Yes, one is oh, the yes. worst. Thank you, Leftovers. Yes, DEFCON. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah okay, DEFCON 1. That's the worst You have one. to take us to DEFCON 2. <laughs> it's <laughs> anyway. a, that, that's immediately, like, you know, starts drowning uh, the elk, and then after that, okay, can't can't drown you? Okay, so be 10 years. <laughs> He's in like the most torturous cell. Oh, and, and it would have been longer if the woman hadn't. Yeah, yeah. Him. Basically, just I'll stick you in there, and you'll just stay there. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Now we'll make the... we'll make sure you never die, but that's the end of it. Like I mean, that's that's it, yeah, and that's I think one of the things that makes this such a special series is that uh, other series might have said, yeah, the bad guy, uh, you know, had this lost love, and, and it made him really mad. Right. But this is like, no, it's it's not just about lost love. This is about like a truly traumatic experience that yeah. I mean, and like, even comment is traumatic. Like the one's like, oh, oh what yeah. do you think that would do to him? Oh, I guess I, I thought nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, 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 <laughs> he did it to himself. That? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I mean, truly, I mean, this is torture. This is actual literal torture. So this is this is I think what makes this much more special than most other series would have done. Most, most of other series I think would have just said, "Yeah, it's a love story." You know, lost love, blah blah blah. Anyway, which I mean, the lost love I, I shouldn't underplay it. That's an important piece of it. But you know, that that's what's driving both of these characters. But the 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 trauma is what really transforms him. Anyway, the the next flashback is in the rift. And it's the elk, the elk making the first Minotaurs. I thought I should create my own family since I belong nowhere. Um, and we see the elk degenerate as he creates more and more Minotaurs. Yeah. And Guskin comes. Yes, Guskin with his corn dogs. Anyway, a hot stein full of corn dogs. Okay. Next flashback, we're back in the rift, and the woman is intervening. She knows the truth and she blasts the general and the artifact into the human world and herself and the other key, pa- key pieces into center world, leaving the Noah King trapped in the rift. And so we know that this elk that had escaped from this torturous captivity, this torturous isolation is now trapped again in like true total isolation in the rift. Yeah, I said. So he's stuck there the whole time until Horse comes there. And yeah. I guess Ryder. Huh? Yep. Inside the Noah King, he knows that Horse is there. And he confronts her. The oh, door I, appears. I, I predicted this. Oh, yeah, you did. You're right. You, you absolutely did. <laughs> that the Noah King would, would be able to interact with Horse inside uh, the, the backstory. You're right. Good job, Kurt. Thank you. So, but anyway, the door appears, but she can't reach it. And the Noah King says to her again, you belong nowhere like me. But of course, Horse thinks that's not true. I belong with Ryder. I belong with my herd. I belong with my friends. And and this really is uh, the difference. The Horse has a family that the elk didn't have. Yeah. The elk 
recognizing this helps her out of the nowhere king finish what i couldn't or was it he yep. couldn't was it he finish finish what i could not yeah okay so horses ejected onto the battlefield inside a bubble, which is created by Water Baby and Wombwink. She gets out of that bubble and she's off to find Ryder. She tells Ryder that they need to kill the general, but Ryder doesn't believe her. In fact, going so far as to say, you're just a horse. <laughs> oh. This was oh. this was both funny to me, but also immensely like it was this very sad. I was like, wow, that's I don't, I don't say know. sad, I, but like hurt. Like that is a hurtful thing to say. But it was also like oh. it was kind of funny because of just like this whole, it just this whole like right. <laughs> this is the one time writer uses this line of "Hey, you're just a horse." Like all this talking yeah. animals. Also, I'm like ah, you're just. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just right. doing the the like they're doing magic. Just ran into this like king. Hey, you're just <laughs> a horse. I don't know. Why. To, to me, something about that's just there's there, there's some comedy in that. I don't know why. Oh man, I found nothing funny about it at all. In fact, I I knew it was coming, and I was like, "Don't say you're just a horse. Do not, no, don't it, do it." And then she did it. I understand oh. the gravity situation, right? And that, mm-hmm. That's fine. I, it's I think it's a great line, but I just I just I don't know. I I do think it's funny. Still, no. Oh man, I think about it. Yeah, it's 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 it is devastating. <laughs> it's what it it's is. devastating. Anyway. What was what was Sal? You're just a horse. <laughs> just, just oh a horse. god, but. That I mean, that has echoes of the general, basically. I mean, didn't actually say to the elk, "You're just an elk," but that's. I thought he was treating the elk the like him. Yeah, no, yeah, certainly. Yeah. So, uh, so you can see how crushing this would be to horse. Anyway, um, Ryder goes to kill. Ryder goes to kill the Nowhere King with a puffy, fluffy boom boom stick. But as she draws back, she has this puffy, puffy boom boom stick aimed at the Nowhere King. The general runs her through. Horse goes to her, cries and crying her rainbow tears. And this is when we get my favorite scene, the battle round, which is just, I mean, I've already talked about how emotional this scene is, but oh my God, this is, this is incredible. Um, anyway, the general confronts the nowhere king. The woman approaches on Becky Apples. How yeah, did that happen? Versus, uh, I mean, you know, the, the woman and uh, Gary was, was in the castle with the woman. So she must have known gary and therefore i guess becky apples how old is becky apples i mean relatively old i guess anyway we never hear like time relative to like the general and the woman right obviously they look like they've aged especially the woman looks like they've aged quite a bit but i like to mention like yeah that was uh two years ago (laughs) well we we do know that it was at least 10 years from the oh, yeah. party. <laughs> yes, right? you're right. Yeah, you know, you're right. The party, yeah, from Gary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, how do you keep track of time as the elk? Um, and is that know. an elk time? Like, what's the elk's average lifespan? Because well, let's say elks live for like five years, and then no, human years, like, that's like one twelfth, no, one fourteenth. So, like, it could have only been like seven, eight months. And no, was ten years. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him at his word and say, and say it was ten actual. Me too. Years. It's a pretty smart elk. It's a pretty smart yeah. elk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, consciousness of a, of a centaur, right? Yeah, still. Yeah. Smart. Anyway, as the woman approaches the horse, or, uh, the horse. I've done it now. See what you've done to me, Ryder. You've poisoned my mind. Horse says so. he doesn't love you. That is not what love looks like. 
as she cries over Ryder. It's like, it's as though she's saying like, this is what love looks like. That's not what love looks like. He doesn't love you. Um, the general says, I had to do this uh, so that I could live to see you. So I could tell you that I love you. But she runs him down and kicks him off a cliff. And as after the general falls, the nowhere king really just kind of distorts and follows him down because, of course, you kill one, you kill the other. Now Ryder apologizes to, to horse and says, you were never just a horse. You're my best friend. Who happens to be a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, this next scene is pretty amazing. It's remarkable. You know, the woman puts them back together and sings the last lullaby part one. As she says, I would have loved you the way you were whole. Um, and then now this is another line that I, kind of clues me into the idea that this is not an undesirable outcome for the Elktar. Like this is kind of what he wants. They, they both sing together with him saying I'll, I'm sorry, with him saying you'll and the woman saying I'll be here to help turn the key. Okay, which, of course, the key is exactly what she's stabbing him with. Yeah, okay, fair. And then they say, you know, when you leave, and they both at the same time saying, I will at last have peace. So uh, the, to me, what she's doing is not unwelcome to the Elktar. Yeah, that, that's how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, I am now ready to silence all of this poison you fed me, thinking I'd never grow wise. You will die, and so will all your lies when I see the light leaving your eyes, which, of course, the light leaving the your eyes. Is, yeah, the flowers, the cats. It's, just, it's been all over the series. And then the woman ends the Alctar. Okay, now we get the aftermath on the battlefield where we get Last Lullaby Part 2, which is the one you were, I think this is the song you were trying to think yeah. say might be my favorite song um one of the one of the lines that i, I love in the song is now we're allowed to just be which is really i mean th- these two have been fighting their whole lives like all these all i've ever known is this war and now they can just be um and then when Ryder appears to pass Ryder just holds her it's, and it's very sad and, and like i said seeing horses emotion is is what i needed out of this so it's it's okay to me that Ryder comes back later because we got to see horses in motion of uh losing her now later on sometime later we don't know how much how long later but uh we get this song called start over and wamawink and water baby are kind of cleaning up the the ship water baby's ship and they sing two broken worlds have now been freed but they need time to grieve and to heal one another so here we have this theme of grief again. And when it all starts over, how do these scars begin to mend? Uh, later on down below, they're trying to r- kind of wrangle this minotaur. And I, I get, re- I, I am very moved when, when Stabby says, I love my Daddleton and I love my herd. And it's like, he's, he's exce- like, he's part of the herd now. He's accepted it. Like they are yeah. family to him Stockholm as well. Stockholm syndrome kicks in hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Ryder is alive and recovering. Yeah. All right. All right. In the forest, they're having a Gary cake party, and Water Baby asks Horse to be a shaman because of her expertise expertise in both worlds. 
Uh, Chad lays an egg, which he thinks is Gary's. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Horace agrees to become a shaman and shoots tiny versions of herself. There's another. Is is that our third or fourth spell? Well, well, I guess the the tail, extra magic in this. So I I think it's third. Did I miss one? No, no. I was wondering if I missed one. So yeah, no, third. Okay. Okay. And Ryder will gladly stay. And as she says this, she gets sent to our world of fight. Her hair gets so wibbly wobbly. Uh, which uh, now again we've talked about this before like does a character become centaur worldified by being by spending time in centaur world by accepting centaur world by becoming part of the herd like, uh, and it still applies it applies to horse it applies to stabby well, see, it applies to rider well see it, it might be like centaur world centaur worldifies you and then you Except like it, it could be you know maybe we're putting the cart before the horse, Mister Sal. Perhaps maybe. it transforms you. Then you, the, the the best way to test it is to bring Becky apples here and keep her here <laughs> for an extended period of time, and then we will see. That's how <laughs> well, in. well, she does appear to be staying because uh, then we get my favorite song, which is called "The Next Thing," and just I want to just highlight some lines from this song and some things that we see. We already talked about Baden. Uh, I, I think the line there uh, that they that we hear as we see Baden is your friends still love you the way that you are. And he says, like, like, so, uh, you know, despite the fact that he's been transformed to this, what do we call them? Giga beasts. Yeah. Giga beasts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, his friends still like him. That's to love him the way that he is. Uh, one of the lines that, that I'd latch on to here is I have been tested. I've been challenged, been transformed through and through. But I couldn't get this far without you. Um, you know, that's so so much of what Center World is about shows up in this song. You know, there's there's one part of it. You know, be, the the transformation of the journey, but the the idea that you can't do it alone. That that she has the what has really transformed her is her acceptance of this family, this found family that she's got now. And she actually goes on to say, "I am stronger when I trust my family. When I lean on you. When you lean on me." Wherever you are is where I'm meant to be. Um, Comfortable Doug has a really interesting line here. Love gives us a purpose. It honors us, keeps keeps us from harm. I've never heard it phrased that way. Love honors us. I, I, and I, I, what do you make of that line? Love honors, love honors us. us. As in like for someone to love you is an honor? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, you, you should feel honored to feel loved. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I never thought of it that way. Okay. Um, Beartar and the woman and Becky Apples all are kind of living together in the cave now it seems which is great um, there's there's one line in this in the song that is just very silly but it's broader it's brought back around to something that's really really touching it's when Ched says you know she's some stupid horse and I ate her hair for like a year which is like everything in this song is just so touching and so like emotional and then you get this one moment where it's like oh that's just goofy but it ends with ched kissing horse on the head which i don't know if you remember back to bunch of scrunch but that's what horse did to ched when ched was so mad at her for going into their backstories uh, uh without receiving consent from them uh you know, she says, I would never treat you the way they treated you. And she kisses him on the head. And now we see it happening the other way around. Ched kissing her on the head. Oh, 
it's, it's, uh, it turns, it takes this really silly moment and turns into something that's very touching to me. Uh, anyway, um, and then the, one of the other parts of this is she, this is a reprise from Who Is She? She is flawed. She's still learning. She is odd, but she's yearning still to be better and her friends make her better. So uh, more theme of found family, which I just, I, I adore it. I love it. And then of course, Comfortable Doug in the credits. Yeah, he's just chatting in the credits. You know? <laughs> yeah. All right. What did I miss? Anything you want to chime in on about here? Uh, this is this is a pretty bang up story. I mean, to me, there, to me, there's a big commentary. This whole thing about like locking up your true self, right? Yeah. I guess I say that yeah. literally as in he did lock up maybe half of himself. But like, yeah. there are elements of you you don't like, and I guess the show saying you know you who you are who you are and try to accept him if you go from there, but don't try and hide it or lock it away. Or you know that type of stuff, I guess. Uh, that's something I have to go from. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because it's kind of, it, it's kind. Of, they're kind of inverted themes, but they really do complement each other so well. Because so much of a theme of the show up to this point has been the you know horse changing. You know the the journey changes you. People around you change you. You know, and when you change, you know it, you may not recognize yourself at first, but it, it, it a lot of times. You know, that change happens and it makes us better. You know, she is she is flawed. She's learning. She is odd, but she's yearning still to be better. Right. So so there's there's all this theme of change uh, and, and, and welcoming change. But then we do get in this episode this the idea of the nowhere king. Well, I shouldn't say that the, the general locking away part of himself, uh, not, not allowing, you know, not accepting all of himself so we have horse who's changing and in the process grows more and more accepting of herself to the point where when she loses her wibbly wobbly physique she mm -hmm. laments it right yep and then and then parallel that with we've got you know the the general and the elk uh the elk tar who can't accept himself as he is and so forces that change and once the change happens like locks away a part of himself entirely mm -hmm. so yeah it's 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 it's, a, it's interesting to view that from those two perspectives i've certainly uh enjoyed this episode i'm oh, curious yeah. on to how to recommend it though how to recommend the series or the episode? this episode but the series to get to the episode which i'm not going <laughs> to tell someone also i mean i guess i could you know bring them up to speed like okay so here so there's like glendale she's got a stomach portal stomach <laughs> right big deal yep. about her she's kleptomaniac put stuff in the stomach got her good chad he flies but he doesn't flap really well i don't know how it works <laughs> yeah i you know i and i i struggled with that as well it's one of the it's one of the reasons why i really hemmed and hawed about whether i should bring this show on to our podcast because my my point of entry into the series was so weird that I almost thought, you know, I wonder if it isn't worth telling Kurt, watch the finale, and then we'll go back and watch everything. <laughs> because, I mean, I, and I tell you, the rewatches for me have been more enjoyable than the first watch through. Really? I, I mean, I I, I, I I do really want to rewatch the first two episodes, but I want to I want to yeah. wait to after a recap and stuff. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to influence anything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, but seriously, folks, if, if you have the opportunity to do a rewatch now, I, 
now that you have the full context of the show, the whole story, uh, going back and watching it again uh, is such a is a much richer experience. I, I think I, I've I like my entry point into the series. I like that I saw the finale before I saw Fragile Things, <laughs> and uh, you know because then when I when I saw Fragile Things and heard them you know heard Wamawink singing Fragile Things, I was picturing her in the finale you know, sending these safety bubbles out to save the herd from the, from the minotaurs. And it is, I mean, it's, a, it's to me, a much richer experience. Well, so look at you yeah. just watching things, how you feel in any order, no regard <laughs> I, to the rules. Someone, someone made this story, Mr. Sal, and they told in uh, their order and you went now it's like watching star Wars, but the prequels yeah. first. That's what you've done. Except oh, not really. No. You watch the 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 new sequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I I guess I I I wouldn't tell someone to do it, but I would always tell them that that's how I came into it. Okay, and that it, because I think you got you've got to give someone the opportunity to say you know to know that if you if you get to the end like it's it's a it's a very worthwhile experience i think it's a worthwhile experience the whole way through you know i love the very first episode now but i didn't love it when i saw it the first time mm-hmm. so I, I wonder if i love it now just because i have the full context in fact i know i love it now because i have the full context the, the so. thing about rewatching the first episode and i think i made i made i made this point last episode or the one prior i can't i think it was last uh episode is, is similar to a comedian, right? And this idea that you can make a like some comedians, I forget what it's called. I don't know if there's even a term for it, but people will accuse comedians of you're not really funny, actually. It's just that your um your viewers or listeners are just used like they, they just like you as a person. So mm-hmm. it's not a funny joke you made, they just like you as a person, and so it makes you know, so you don't have to tell a funny joke for them to laugh. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I wonder if it's I wonder if the first episode or two aren't even like they actually aren't that great compared to some of the other episodes, but since now you're all, you're used to the characters and stuff. And so when you watch it, you go, ah, yes, like cl- classic Glendale, right? Like that's classic. That, you know, then mm-hmm. you laugh at it. So I'm curious. I wonder. But, well, I, there, I mean, there may be an element of that, but I don't think that invalidates the response. No, it doesn't. It. If you still like it for that reason, that's fine. Yeah. Right. And so if I go and I yeah. watch it and now I like it because now I know, I think I, listen, if I did rewatch it, I, I guaranteed I would like it more just because one of my yeah. big um, dislikes about the, the early episodes was that, like, I felt like I barely know the characters I'm looking at, right? Like, I don't right. really, they're, they're doing some comedic bits, but like, I don't know. I didn't feel a lot of cohesion going on. And I don't, you know, it's, they're, they're not as memorable to me because they're all just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, they're just, they're just random bright colored centaurs. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, it, it's, one it's part not... sometimes the other one's kind of, yeah. <laughs> breathing in a bag or hyperventilating yeah robbing stuff yeah no. yeah but yeah so anyway i i if you're listening to this then you already know the whole context of the series so i'd be interested to hear from people how do you recommend this show to other people like I, what do you say to get people to watch them i just had somebody uh yesterday in fact uh well by the time you hear this it will have been you know <laughs> before that but anyway uh asked me you know they said oh i just finished uh i just finished avatar and cora what should i watch next and i was uh, the Le- legend of cora um and i thought yeah i mean th- this is not avatar or legend of cora it's a very different 
it's a very different series. Okay, first of all, it's a musical, right? So, uh, but I also knew that this person asking me uh, is involved in the musical theater. And I said, I think you got to watch Centaur World. I mean, you're watching animated shows already. I know you love musicals. Check this out. And then they came to see me the next day and they said, it's so good. They were about, I think they were four episodes in. So they had just watched um, the, What You Need, which is, is the kind Shaman of- is, Yeah, that's the, that's, yeah, that, that's, that, that, yeah, it's the hallmark one out of- Yeah, that's, that's, that's I think, a big hook for this yeah. series is, is that yeah. episode. So- so they had just finished that one and they, they came to see me and said, I was, it's so good. I love it. I'm loving it. So I, I, I was excited to hear that. So, um, but there are people, you know, I'm, my wife didn't watch it the first, I mean, my kids had already seen it three times. I had seen it at least once, maybe twice before we kind of convinced my wife to watch it. Uh, and now she loves it you know we, we all have centaur world t-shirts you know she's got centaur world t-shirts you know and, and it's 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 really it's it's it was a weird experience for her though too because she didn't come into it just cold here's the here's episode one now i'm going to watch it all the way through she she had you know been subjected to the soundtrack dozens of times by the rest of us so <laughs> she, she already knew most of the music she knew about our kind of obsession with the show uh and, and when then she finally you know heard us talking about it and she was like man maybe i need to watch this show this it sounds like so much better than i thought it was and that's exactly what i thought it, it's it, I, I saw glendale singing breathe in a bag and i was like what is this is way better more than I ever expected it to be. And then I saw a horse jumping into backstories and a bunch of scrunch. And I was, I, I just, my mind was blown. I was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing. They just gave their main character the superpower of empathy, which is used to the nth degree in the finale. Like it, it's it, 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 in order to show us this non-binary morality, which I, I, I mean, I was completely blown away and hooked at that point. I, I knew I had to go back and watch the whole thing. What much just out? I'm I'm glad you shared the series with me, but are we allowed to be curious about how your children felt about the series? Oh yeah, I think we can certainly be curious about that. Why, why don't we check that out? Curiosity no more than Mr. Sal. Let's see. <laughs> oh, folks! For the last time, I am here with my Sunnletons, Griffin and Hugo. Hugo, who is six. six. And Griffin, who's 10. Yes, and we just finished... Comfortable Griffin. <laughs> and we just finished watching The Last Lullaby. My eyes are wet. Is anyone else's eyes wet? My eyes, I was. My, my eyes my, was wet. I feel like I just took a swim in a pool. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, we've all been crying and loving The Last Lullaby. And Griffin... Give me a rating, however you want to rate this episode. What would you rate this episode? Infinity times 50 to the 10th power. Whoa. That's times a, comfortable. Times comfortable. Okay. Which is something I've made up. <laughs> Which is something I made up. <laughs> yeah. Hugo, how would you like to rate this episode? Infinite times infinite <laughs> times infinite. <laughs> Times infinite. <laughs> is this times comfortable? Is this your favorite episode of anything ever? Yeah, definitely. Oh wow! Favorite episode of anything I've ever watched, and 
That's really saying something, considering a new series just came out on my favorite book series. Which is? Big Name. Wow. So, I guess let's talk about your favorite scene. Griffin, what was your favorite scene? Um, let's see. From the beginning to the end. <laughs> but honestly... I gotta say, I loved Inside the Nowhere King. Inside the Nowhere, it's amazing. And also, anything with comfortable Doug in it, naturally, including naturally. the credits. Oh. Including, the, <laughs> I don't know if anybody stayed to watch them, but if you watch credits, you will find out that comfortable Doug dialogues them. Monologues, I Monologues. think. Yeah. And Hugo, do you? What is your favorite scene in the episode? The battle round. The battle round, which is where horse and right horse is holding Ryder as she appears to be dying, and she's looking out and seeing all her friends fighting. Right? Yeah. And they all sing their own songs. Oh, that's well, a great technically scene. Technically, they're not singing. Well, well we're hearing the yeah. songs though. Okay. Well, Griffin, who's your favorite character in this episode? Is that a question? Wait. This time it is a question. <gasps> Could it be? You better take some time to think about that. I'll come back to come, you. Come back to me at the end. Okay. Hugo, who's your favorite character in this episode? I mean, can I pick three? You can pick three. Sure. Why not? It's the last episode. No, four. Sure. It's the last episode. Um, Any. Whatever you want. Tell me your favorite characters. Um, Wama Wink. Wama Wink. Comfortable Dog. Comfortable Dog. Horse. Horse. Rider. And Rider. Okay. Griffin, did you think of any of one or or more or not, do you want? Not yet. Okay. Well, then let's let's ask Hugo. What's your favorite song in this episode? The next thing. The next thing, which is the last song in the episode, and I know you and I love to belt that song out, don't we? We just, whenever we hear it, we just sing along yeah. with it. I am stronger when, when I trust my family. family. Oh, we we love singing that yeah. song. All right, Griffin. Do you have, what's your favorite song in this episode? My favorite song is Battle Round. Battle Round, yeah. And Flat, um, Dallas. And Flat Dallas. And Flat Dallas. Yes. yes. And I do Flat have my favorite. Ca- yes. Okay. I do have my characters. Okay. My favorite characters are as followed. Wamoink. Mm-hmm. Glendale. Oh. I absolutely loved Chen. <laughs> Comfortable dog. You know what? Put comfortable dog first. Okay. Horse. Uh-huh. Rider. Uh-huh. Is, is it everybody? Stabby. In the- everybody. Oh. Derpleton. <laughs> um, one sec. I had one more. Zulius. Zulius. Splendid. The Nowhere King. I just hit. <laughs> I just hit 11. <laughs> and yes, I like the Nowhere King. I love the Nowhere King. I know. How about the woman? Yes, woman. Yeah. Oh, and the general. And the general. I just yes. hit 13. Wow. Anything else you'd like to say about this episode, Hugo? <laughs> now that we've busted your speakers out. And Griffin, anything else you'd like to say about I have many things to say. I actually have been preparing a speech for weeks, but let's, let's on, honestly, I forgot to write it down. <laughs> That's okay. And, but I do remember a fraction of it. Okay. This episode, ha- this series has brought joy to my heart, soul, and mind. It has made me, it has made me appreciate the little 
and not so little things in life. But most of all, I have found my inner comfortable dog. <laughs> that was awesome, Griffin. I love that. <laughs> oh, clap track, clap track. <laughs> well, thank you all folks for listening to our interviews and sharing Centaur World with us. We love it. We hope you loved it as much as we loved it. And thanks so much for listening. Stay comfortable. Please. Well, Mr. Sal, they, they <laughs> were very excited for the episode. <laughs> yes, they were. It's, it's really fun. I, I feel like you and I watching this together must be what it's like for Griffin and Hugo to watch together. Both both into it, but for different reasons. So. <laughs> I'm Griffin, happy, I'm happy with, well, Griffin said he liked the Nowhere King. Someone, yes, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if anyone going to say like, you know, the Elk or Nowhere King or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, you know, he said uh, his touched his mind body and soul it's like oh that's really her heart mind heart and soul so yeah so it's, it's I, it, it really is this show has meant a lot to my family over over the last you know i don't know not quite a year since two weeks since yeah about two oh, weeks okay. <laughs> <laughs> we've been really into it for the last two weeks since we first watched it <laughs> Yeah. but no so it's 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 meant a lot to them and to, and to me so uh so it's, it's been a lot of fun and I, by the way I'm, I'm i'm glad to hear that you're glad i introduced you to the show so i'm glad that you're glad you well, i'm i'm glad <laughs> good you're, all right you, you being glad has no impact on my gladness so i want that to be okay F- fantastic I'm, but if you were I'm, not I'm, glad mr sal i would not be glad Oh, that's nice. Okay. Because none of us are comfortable until we are all comfortable. (laughs) Anyway, um, so let's wrap this up here. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We do want to make an announcement about next episode. The next episode uh, will be a recap of Centaur World Season 2. So we'll run through, just like we did with Season 1, we'll run through all eight episodes here and rank them from our least favorite right up to our favorite. We'll talk about our favorite songs, our least favorite songs, our least favorite titles, and our favorite titles. So do stay tuned. Do uh, tune into that. That is uh, always a fun time. Uh, I may even have a little going away speech for Centaur World on the way out of that recap episode. So that'll be that to look forward to if that's something you would look forward to anyway. Uh, thank you for listening. You can email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can please feel free to subscribe, download, like, follow, and share the podcast around. We really appreciate that. Reviews are also always appreciated as well. Well, I'm not prepared to speak much longer, but I guess I'll continue with words. Goodbye.